0: Okay, so today's story is called Steamboat School, and it is actually inspired by a true story, which means that some of the things that happen in this story were very similar, if not the exact same thing that happened in real life. So that's interesting. And hopefully we'll learn something new today. So the story was written by Deborah Hopkinson. And it is read today by... What's your name? Philip. Mommy and... Mommy and... Pikachu. Pikachu. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. So, well, here we go. Mommy and Pikachu. And this story, by the way... Took, takes place in St. Louis, Missouri in 1847 which was so very long ago in fact some people would say Missouri if they were from that area they might call it Missouri okay so here we go steamboat school I always thought being brave was for grown-up heroes doing big, daring deeds. But Mama says that sometimes courage is just an ordinary boy like me doing a small thing. As small as picking up a pencil. The candle school. I might as well begin with that first morning when mama made such a fuss over me going to school ouch my face isn't the washboard i cried she kept scrubbing james this is a proud day she said and in the picture we can see james is a little boy and what is his mom doing to his face what is she doing there can you tell me washing washing his does your mom wash your face <laughs> yeah i do the same thing to you huh take the washcloth and just rub it all over the place okay <clears throat> hurry er, oh i turned too many pages one page at a time okay truth was Tassie had to drag me all the way. I wanted to stop and see everything. The steamboats dotting the river, their black smokestacks straight as pencils, the levee busting with men loading and unloading sugar cane, cotton, wheat, and logs for the sawmills. River bells clanged. People shouted and scurried like ants. Because in Missouri, there's a great big river. And we'll learn a little bit about that here in a minute, I think. Hurry, urged Tassie. Reverend John doesn't hold with being late. At 3rd and Almond, we slipped into the church and headed down the basement steps into the darkness, to the Tallow Candle School. Why can't we have windows? I whined, already missing the sun. Hush, you know why, Tassie said. And I did. I felt a hand on my shoulder. Welcome to the school, James, said Reverend John. We make our own light here. Now, they're doing their school in a place underneath a church where there, is, where there are no windows. How do you think they're doing their school in, in the dark? Can you tell from the picture? Candles. That's why they call it the tallow Candle school is because they use candles made out of tallow. Alrighty, here we go. Our teacher. I followed Tassie regular after that, though I couldn't get used to the darkness, but I liked when Reverend John read to us or told us his story, how he was born a slave and worked in the Kentucky Saltpeter Caves to buy his own freedom, then earned enough to free his mother and father, too. But before he could buy liberty for his wife, his master brought her here to St. Louis. Reverend John followed, walking hundreds of miles. I arrived with three dollars, he told us. You had to pay two dollars to cross the Mississippi. We chimed in. He laughed and held out his hands. All I needed was that one dollar and my two hands to start again. Reverend John went to work as a barrel maker and carpenter. He earned enough to free his wife. Then he became the first leader of this church. He believed in hard work and learning, and he believed in us, too. What I think is interesting here is that, I don't know if you understood what was happening up here when he said that he had $3 and he had to pay $2 to cross the Mississippi. Do you know what the Mississippi is? I'll tell you. It's a very large river. And in order to get across it, back in the day and even now to this day you have to you have to have help you can't swim across the mississippi it's too big and it's too dangerous so they would use boats and you would have to pay a boatman for passage to get from one side of the of the river to the other side of the river there's a lot of songs about the mississippi river and It was a very, it is a very important part, um, of America, of the United States of America, the Mississippi river. Okay. When the men came and then one day men came, they shouted, footsteps pounded. The door flew open. Reverend John stood up to meet them. This school is closed. The sheriff said, the state of Missouri has a new law. No reading or writing for you folks. Slave or free. Now, how would you feel if someone said to you, you can't learn anymore. You can't learn to read or write. How would you feel? No, that would not make me feel good. I Imagine I would take <laughs> a I read literally every day. And if I was told that I couldn't read anymore, I would be heartbroken. Let's see what happens here. The New Law, 1847. Later, I asked Reverend John to write out the law on a scrap of paper. And this is what it said. Be it enacted... By the General Assembly of the State of Missouri as follows, no person shall keep any school for the instruction of Negroes or mulattoes reading or writing in this state. My goodness. So those, these are groups of people who were told you can never learn to read or write while you live in this state. And that would probably be very, very hard to hear. Finding a way. That night, Tassie's tears glistened on her cheeks, as shiny as, a, as her needle in the lamplight. What will happen now? She asked. I thought of all those days Tassie had dragged me to school, "'Now I felt as if a penny I'd counted on "'had fallen out of my pocket. "'Rev. John Barry Meacham cares more for education "'than any man in this city,' Mama said. "'He's a force, like the Mississippi River itself, "'and like the river, he'll find a way.' "'I didn't see how, though,' I took out my scrap of paper, and read the law again. We waited, but no word came. At night, I made letters and numbers by candlelight. One by day, I toted bundles of laundry for Mama, and practiced reading signs. Dry goods, horses to let, stable barber. Potatoes. I closed my eyes. Horses. H-O-R-S-E-S. That's how you spell horses. One morning, my steps took me to the church. I thought of our books and slates in that dark room. Funny how something you don't care much about at first can end up becoming the most important part of you. The door opened and Reverend John stepped out. Hello, James. If you're done helping your mother today, come along with me. He led the way to the levee to a bright new steamboat. Mm-hmm. She's a real beauty, I said. Did you build her, sir? For an answer, he held up his two hands. I could use some help now, though, he said. Tassie and I helped every day after that, painting, hammering, and polishing the deck. What's inside? I asked one day. Hush, said Tassie. Don't you know? did what do you think might be inside the boat let's find out at l- meet at dawn at last the little river boat was done Reverend John said it was time. I felt like a pot about to bubble over. Tassie and I carried Mama's bundles of laundry like always, but this time we poked our heads into the little small houses and spoke softly to friends we meet on the road. In three days' time, meet at dawn. What do you think dawn is? Ah, oh, yeah, dawn is the morning. It's when the sun first comes up. Meet where the river bends. Be careful. See, the Mississippi River bends. It has lots of wiggles in the river. It's a very big river, like I said, but it also is a wiggly river. So, moving on. Dipping the oar. The streets were dark when Tassie and I set out. We walked quickly by the levee. Suddenly I turned a corner and bumped into a policeman. Where are you two going? He growled. We're, We're freed men, sir. Our mother's a laundress, I squeaked out. Tassie nodded. We're fetching two big bundles of laundry for her. He grunted and waved us on. We ran the rest of the way. "'In the gray fog, the river smelled like mud,' I pointed. "'There! He's over there!' We climbed into the skiff. Our teacher dipped his oar into the still, deep water. "'But I don't see anything,' someone whispered, and then a breeze lifted the fog a little, and we saw a boat anchored in the river. "'That's it!' I breathed. That's our school. You were kind of right there. Who knew what would be inside? It's the school. So now they don't have to go to school in the basement of a church in the dark. Now they can go to school where there will be sunlight coming through the windows. Of course, it'll be very early in the morning, but they can do it, it looks like. And they called it Freedom School New chairs and desks A small library with books I'm bringing my pole tomorrow Tom cried We can catch fish for lunch Welcome to Freedom School Reverend John told us When we'd settled on the benches But sir, what about the law? Mary asked James knows about the law said Reverend John. Can you tell him? I stood as tall as I could. The law says we can't be taught in the state of Missouri, but we're in the middle of the Mississippi River now. The river doesn't belong to just one state. It belongs to the whole country. The law against learning can't reach us here. Reverend John smiled and he laughed. <laughs> They figured out a way to outsmart him, huh? Reverend John smiled and laughed out loud, and we laughed too. Now let's get to work, children, he said. The sun's up. And it was. Being brave. I've written it out like Mama asked, but I don't think I'll ever forget. For I've made up my (coughs) mind... To go to school till I'm old enough to row the other children out and teach the little ones to read. I won't forget because now I know that being brave can sometimes be a small thing. Like lighting a candle, opening a book, or dipping an oar into still, deep water. And what an amazing story that is. Can you imagine having a school on a boat so that you don't get into trouble for learning can you imagine being told you're not allowed to learn that's probably pretty hard to hear but you know there are some places in this world where that's still a law you're not allowed to learn new things aren't you glad we don't have that problem and I can read to you every single day yes But we can also celebrate with them because this is a very good ending that they found a way. And we're very happy for them. And we're also very happy that everyone else can hear about this story now, too. And that is the the end.